0: Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Covington Plain, Levine, top side, three ball, bam, onions, baby onions, Zach Levine in the ball. Your
1: number one source for Chicago Bulls news and stories.
0: Levine to White, this time he gives it to Williams for three, the rookie! Is what I show!
1: Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. Jordan Malley. Jordan, great to see you. Through our 670 scores scope, yep. Where is he? And it's right over there, Bill.
0: Are you flat out kidding me? Matt Peck used to do a great job with the Bulls Outsider Show. Now he's doing Locked on Bulls. There he is, human floor burn. <laughs> oh, don't mess with the pooch. But watch this crossover. Casper, <laughs> to free league ghost. <laughs> well, oh my right goodness. So, that is... so kick back. I'm not. relaxed. I'm and get ready for the best hour of your day. Uh, you know, not, you can just see the vibe. And these guys are mad. Locked on Bulls starts now. I love it. Pass to Levine with a right-handed Jack slam. Oh my goodness, that was filthy. Here are your hosts,
1: Jordan Malley and Matt Peck. I'm getting out the dancing shoes. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jordan Malley, along with me is Matt Peck. Hit us up on our text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. We're on Twitter, at Jordan C. Malley, at Bulls underscore Peck, and at Locked On Bulls. Matt, happy to be back on the mics with you again today. Dude... Those playoff games yesterday, though. And how about all week after I complained last week that I wasn't enjoying them as much as I did in the first couple games, but holy crap. How are you, man?
0: Jordan, what's up, man? What's up, Bulls Nation? Shout out to people hanging out with us in the locker room app right now. Um, dude, if you did not enjoy Nuggets Blazers last night, I you have a problem. That was one of the performances of the ages by Dane Lillard. I mean... Question the Nuggets in their strategy of not fouling him before he could get a shot off when they continually, continuously were protecting a three-point lead. I don't know what they were doing there, but you just got to recognize and appreciate when somebody special is doing something special in a big moment like that. What did he finish with, 55? <laughs> 55 I mean, points. And I think I saw that his true shooting percentage was like 98.3 or something <laughs> because he, he put up 55 points on 24 shots. Like, what? What?
1: It's absolutely absurd. And I know, like, some people were killing MPJ when he hit the three to go uh, overtime. But I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, what else are you supposed to do there? You just got absolutely cooked by one of the best point guards in the league. And he has such a quick step back shot release. I'm like, even a dude. At 7-1, with a wingspan like his, even if you get slightly beat, you're still done. So anybody else guarding him, there's no chance. I just, I'm not going to kill MPJ too hard for that and for the overtime shot. Uh, but, dude, these games have been just a whole hell of a lot of fun.
0: Really entertaining, man. I, I mean, I also thought it was, uh, there was that, the, the call on the weird dame where you, like, double clutch to try and make it look like there was contact to draw a foul. And they reviewed it and changed it from a shooting foul to side out of bounds. And then he got the ball back and promptly hit a three anyway because he's Dame. Again, like some pretty interesting choices by the Nuggets towards the end of that game where maybe they didn't need to go to overtime or a second overtime. But also, I mean, like Dame was incredible. Absolutely. And he was the story of that game in a losing effort. And man, if you're the Blazers, you wonder how the heck do you try to bounce back from that? And, you know, win game six on your home floor to force a game seven. But how about that pass from Jokic to the corner for that big three? I mean, like, we've talked about Jokic's passing and playmaking ability as, you know, uh, a playmaking big man all season long. It's a big reason why he's an MVP frontrunner in addition to his scoring. That's one of the greatest cross-court passes I've ever seen. I mean, it went through three Blazers defenders on the money for a corner three for his teammate. I mean... Dame is special, but god damn, so is Jokic.
1: Dude, it's so fun. It should be encouraging as a, as a Bulls fan, too. Is like, if Denver can figure that out, and look, Jokic might be special. He might not even be... Vucevic might not even be Nurkic in that element, but at least you have a all-star big that can that plays the same style that Jokic plays. And his passing ability, man, if, if we can get Vuce to... to dish out six or eight assists a game man we might not need to worry about the point guard situation as much as i think um but it's fun you, man
0: AK, AK is building nuggets east with this bulls roster he really is
1: man and it's gonna be even more fun to see what he does this off season um there hasn't been a whole lot of bulls news i still need to go catch up on thaddeus young on the road trip and podcast from the other day did you get a chance to hear that yet
0: yeah, I was just listening to it earlier today, and and some great stuff in there from Thad. Um, he he said that Zach Levine is his favorite teammate, best teammate, like of his 14 year career, uh, and was you know speaking very highly of Zach, not just for his you know uncanny scoring ability that he's developed in the last couple of seasons, but uh, the quality of character of a guy he is, um, leading by example. And even perhaps uh, as as awesome as that kind of stuff was to hear about Thad and Zach's relationship was Thad talking about the Rook, P. Will, and the fact that he he truly believes that the Bulls stole him at number four. And, you know, w- we'll see where the top three of this 2020 draft class pan out down the road. And obviously, we've already seen some pretty special things from Lamelo Ball, um, certainly also from Anthony Edwards. and. So it's like, okay, you really steal this kid if you're at four? Do, do, you, do you feel confident that he's going to have a better career than either or both of those guys? But that's been in the NBA a long time. And if he feels like that way about P-Dub, that's got to be encouraging, right?
1: Absolutely, man. I'm so excited to see what P-Dub looks like next year, and I'm knocking on wood right now, and I'm not even going to say what I, what is my biggest fear with him because I just don't even want to – I'm not going to bring it into this atmosphere right now. This team is – for the most part, the entire first year of this new shift in regime has been very, very positive. So I'm not gonna pu- I'm not gonna put bad vibes out there right now. But the thing on on P. Dub man is if he's even close to what everybody is saying, all these players around him that have played with him, even close to that ceiling, man, I-, I still think it's a steal. If he's not Kawhi, I don't care. If he's close to that, if he's if he's OG, I'm cool with that. Just a guy that can play the damn wing spot or the four defend like crazy and knock down a shot when you need him. The Bulls haven't had that in forever, man, since Jimmy. They haven't had that since Jimmy. I want that back. As much as I said, I did, I could go without it for a while. I want that back so bad. And I'm hoping P dubs that guy.
0: Well, and and speaking of, of Thad talking about how good of a a leader that Zach is becoming. And I think we mentioned this back when we first heard of it, but talking about P will and the work that he's going to put in this offseason to make himself better. We heard that Zach invited him and Kobe to come train with Zach out on the West Coast, you know, at his house, doing his workout, his summer offseason workout routine. And Zach, having done that for several years now, and each year you see him come back and get better and better and better. I don't know. Did you see that tweet from the Bulls Twitter account? It was like probably a week ago now, but it was just like Zach's stats season by season over the last three or four years as a member of the Bulls. It's disgusting. And it's just. X, you know, it's, it's up and up and up and up. He's gotten better every year. And, a G, if his offseason workout routine that he is doing regularly, every offseason has something to do with that, and I guarantee you it does, I, I love the fact that he invited the two young guys who he believes confidently will be around again next season in Kobe White and Patrick Williams. Hey, come work out with me, and we'll see how much better Kobe and Pete up can be next season.
1: I might be I, I might be wrong on this and I don't know if Zach Levine still trains with him but the pretty popular social media NBA trainer that's been out there over the last couple of years I'm forgetting his name drew I want to say drew Hansen he worked with a Han- Han- Hanlon drew Hanlon is it he's the guy that's worked with a lot of different bulls over the last couple of years. Most notably is Zach. I remember a video with him working on his shot form and how to attack the rim better. But he also worked with Bobby Portis. And you see the success Bobby's having on the offensive end with a handful of other teams outside of Chicago. Like, Maybe maybe start to send guys that are having offensive struggles to that guy because Zach seems to have success. But also, too, a lot of credit goes to his dad, man. Like him and his dad train their asses off. His dad's on him one hundred percent of the time and credits a lot of uh, a lot of the work he's been able to do in these off seasons to his dad and what they've built in Washington.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you. Uh... You know that like there's been these seasons where Bulls fans are anticipating these huge leaps from these young players since the Jimmy trade. And we we loved what we saw from Lowry his, his first year and, and wanted these giant leaps of growth. And we kind of got a decent growth from year one to year two for Lowry, but then it was regression and regression again. Kobe, I think, made some modest improvements from year one to year two. Uh, you can certainly give him credit for that. Wendell I think you could say either stayed the same or maybe even in some ways regrets from his first year to second year so you know the, the fan base that's so desperate for this rebuild to actually finally get off the ground and is sick of these losing seasons you need to see that internal development and obviously we have a new front office that's also a bit maybe more confident and and willing to take risks aka trading for an all-star player like Vooch but um, so, it, it's not all going to be about internal development, which is what Paxson and Gar never shut the fuck up about, um, because that can't be the only way that you improve your team year over year. You can't. Um, you know, th- there are examples like, well, look at Denver. They, they've had all of these amazing homegrown talents. And, yeah, you know, okay, that's not the rule. That's the exception for the most part. So, you want to see these young guys get better next season, but you also know. And, you know, I know that Bulls fans, some of whom are are worried about where we're going next season and how they're going to get better. You have to assume that AK and Eversley are going to make some aggressive changes to the roster outside of just hoping that their young guys get better.
1: I think it's a good point. It's funny because the Bulls were bad at developing guys that ended up staying here, but were somehow weirdly good at developing guys that decided to just leave and go other places and fill other roles. I don't know how we keep guys that develop here with Chicago long term, but hopefully it starts with the new front office. Matt, I know we're going to get out of here quickly, a little bit of a shorter episode. But I've got this question and it it leads perfectly to like the breaking news of the NBA across uh, the last 12 hours or so. But according to multiple reports, including Woj, Uh, Danny Ainge is going to step down. Brad Stevens is going to enter the front office. Uh, Texter asks us, any hope on a Marcus Smart for Lowry sign and trade? And more to the bigger picture of stuff, what do you think Boston's going to do? And could that impact maybe the Bulls finding a trade partner this offseason with a team littered with young guys with a lot of potential that could fill roles? Is that a team that we're going to keep our eyes on or doesn't really change or move the needle for you?
0: Yeah, man, it's crazy. This news today about Ainge stepping down, Brad Stevens being promoted to the front office. We'll see where they go to replace Stevens in the head coach's chair. Um, I, it's kind of hard to predict. We don't know Brad Stevens' executive. We just know Brad Stevens, the coach. Um, you know, a lot of people were discouraged. You know, I interact with a, a handful of Celtics fans on Twitter and. Clearly, not the end of their season they were hoping for. Getting bounced in the first round and book five games, right? Yeah, um, I feel like some people are just really quickly overlooking that they lost Jalen Brown at the worst possible time. Yes, I mean that dude is so important to their team. Jason Tatum is the rock star; he is the superstar. But Jalen Brown is the is the Robin to that Batman, and that team needs Jalen Brown. And, yes, they had some struggles even before he went down with his injury and had some some pretty ugly games in the final stretch of the season. But, I, like, I'm not necessarily ready to blow that up. I know that a lot of Celtics fans are saying, blow it up. Well, at least Ainge stepping aside is something and promoting Stevens is something. I don't know how the hell that's going to work. Um, I'm very curious to see how it goes. But as far as the roster, there's good pieces there. And I, if, if I'm running the Celtics, I'm not in any hurry to split up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown.
1: I'm 100% with you. Hell no. Hell no. Like, that's what you work so hard to be in a rebuild for four or five years is you hope and pray you end up with guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I think, like, maybe there is something to, like, guys... That team sort of refiguring what they want to do, and it might include important pieces like our texter brought up in Marcus Smart. Like, that's a very tough decision for a Celtics team. who That guy has been everything to that Celtics team, and a lot of fans would hate to see him go. It's the heart of the team. It sort of feels like, in a sense, Matt, like the Bulls having to decide to trade Taj Gibson. in a lot of senses fans didn't want him to be traded he's still very valuable Um, but the front office is going to have to make tough decisions if they do want to keep Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum long term because obviously that to me that team's not going to work even if they were fully healthy I don't see them beating the Nets or the Bucks Um, but it might become a little bit more curious if they decide to start actually engaging in talks on guys like Marcus Smart or Kemba Walker or even some of their younger guys with potential upside like Romeo Langford or Grant Williams or whoever they just have a lot of dudes in their mid-20s that just need opportunity at this point. And I feel like for the longest time, the Celtics have just sort of stuck guys in roles. So I don't know. Does that fascinate you at all? Are those any guys that you would like to add to this team, hypothetically?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, dude, I take Marcus Smart in a heartbeat. That that dude's a player. Uh, and he certainly would bring the Bulls a lot of what they are lacking in in many similar ways as what Daniel Tice, former Celtic, provided the Bulls for the backstretch of this season, where they were lacking, the, the texture saying any chance for a Marcus Smart Lowry sign in trade, um, I'd say those those chances are minimal, <laughs> if, say the if same infinitesimally thing. small. Uh, yeah, n- I no, um, I, I I mean like if I'm the Celtics, I'm doing everything I can to keep Marcus Smart too. That, that is not a player that you can can let go of easily and, and say we can we can make up for this player's absence somewhere else. But I mean, priority one a for Brad Stevens, the new executive, has got to be finding a way to keep Luke Cornette around. Right. I mean, there's <laughs> there's the completion of your team right there. And don't forget Jabari Parker.
1: Jabari. Oh, my
0: God. I totally did forget Jabari
1: Parker. But they got good dude, Like dudes. Like Aaron Naismith, for them has been a surprise. I know he was a first round pick, but like dudes that are gonna need minutes, and you want to sort of develop those guys. Same thing with Grant Williams. You just don't have enough room to develop everybody. So I just so like even it doesn't even have to be big names like that, but a team like that that could shift their focus and be more willing to listen. I know we got that sort of one off report right before the the draft started that oh the Bulls called on Kemba Walker. Obviously, different circumstance now. We don't have Wendell anymore. That was sort of the rumor floated out there. But I wonder if there was any hint of truth to that—that that the Bulls maybe did pick up the phone, even if it was for five seconds, and said, "Hey, what's what, where are you guys stand on Kemba Walker right now?" Maybe that's something that pops up again this off season. Does that make you any better? Are you enticed by that, like, from a a, a giant picture looking outward to what the Bulls want to do next season in terms of targeting? Players this offseason, if the Bulls strike out in free agency, would you be willing to add a Kemba Walker to this team?
0: Man, I would have answered yes much more confidently a couple months ago compared to now. I worry about Kemba, man. I mean, at some point in time, he was like inarguably a top 10 guard in the league. I don't think he is anymore. For like for whatever reason, I know he's battled through some injuries and maybe a change of scenery, just hasn't quite adjusted um and, and found that cohesion and chemistry the way that you really need to for a player switching teams to to take off and let that player be their same self or a better version of themselves. But can you say that we've seen that with Kemba in Boston? I don't think you can.
1: Before we get back to some NBA playoff stuff, want to quickly tell you guys about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar, shout out to them. They just hooked us up with one of their latest new flavors. It's called Grasshopper Cookie. It's like a Thin Mint. It's probably one of my favorite new brands of Built Bars that they've sent. They keep coming out with new flavors every single week. you got to check them out at builtbar.com. They have their nine delicious flavors. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. The reason why I love these so much is it helped me lose weight without losing out on my chocolate fix every single day. It has 19 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. These are perfect to get you through the day. So if you're looking for a snack but not quite a meal, these are perfect to get you in between meals. And you won't have to feel guilty about it either. Again, packed with a ton of protein and low in carbs. Go to buildbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at buildbar.com. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball's in full swing. So is the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs as well. And you can even bet on UFC MMA action over at BetOnline. Go download their app or head to their website today. Sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can bet on totals, sides, spread. You want to bet on player props during the NBA playoffs. You want to bet on regular season baseball. Who's going to hit the next hole? Run. Maybe it's your mean Mercedes for the White Sox. Maybe it's Ian Happ for the Cubs. You want to pick who's going to hit a home run in a specific game. You can bet on those at Bet Online. Again, use their website or go to your mobile device right now, download their app, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. When you sign up and deposit your first amount, so you deposit hundred dollars, they're going to give you fifty back for free. You deposit five hundred dollars, they're going to give you two hundred and fifty for free. Again, use the promo code Locked On when signing up for account to get that fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. No, and like the the defense thing scares me too. It just from like a who cares how much it would cost to get him? How does he fit with like Levine, White, Vucevic? I think he would be good. It's I'm. Considering the health thing too, and I don't know, man. Like he's not a, I could be wrong on this, but he's not a plus defender by any means. So you're looking for him to be able to guide a, guide an offense and provide another scoring power when Levine and or Vucevic have to sit out or just aren't having a good night. It'd be a good third weapon to have, but again, goes back to cost, right? And how well would those guys though that three? play together, because uh, consistently that's what you're going to have. It's going to be Kobe White, Zach Levine, and Kemba Walker, if that's what you're looking to add. I don't know. Does that make the Bulls significantly better? Does that get you to an Eastern Conference Final with those three guys as you're like the big three in the East, if you, if you even want to call that that? I mean, maybe. Does it get past the Bucks? I mean, let, does it get past let, the let's, Nets?
0: Let's not forget that Boston went to the Eastern Conference Finals just last season. True. I mean... Again, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown. Um,
1: Dude, I would love to have him on the Bulls. I would love to have him on the Bulls.
0: Yeah, obviously, so would I. Um, Speaking of quick playoff exits, Jordan, one more thing I, I wanted to get your thoughts on before we get out of here, and this comes to us from Derek in the 606, who said, Hey, Jordan and Matt, I'll keep this short and sweet. I will take the current state and next season Bulls, over this poorly performing Heat team in the playoffs any day. That's all. Go Bulls. <laughs> Thanks for checking in, Derek. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that Maybe either. that's just a Bulls fan really enjoying the schadenfreude of watching Jimmy and the Heat get bounced in the first round after making it all the way to the bubble finals. But yeah, so Jordan, I talked a little bit about, about this on my solo show yesterday, but I, I'm dying to hear what you have to think about this Heat early exit. God, it's...
1: What is Tyler Hero doing, dude? Like, I think he is spent a little bit too much time on IG and hanging out with rappers. And he cares. It seems like he cares a lot more about doing that than he does about playing basketball
0: this season. And it's affecting him. Must be him. good friends with Chandler Hutchison, right?
1: <laughs> That's true. That like, But Tyler Hero hasn't even had like a moment this season. He has been so non-existent in terms of impact on that Heat team, which I find is wild. But... Yeah, that Heat team has, it, it's just, it's not good. I wouldn't want to be a fan of that. I would be so pissed off if, if I had an early round exit after all the hype and everything that happened last year in the bubble. I, I'm i just glad that, see, I say this and now the Heat's going to turn around in the off season and get like something ridiculous. They're going to end up landing like De'Aaron Fox or something absurd where it's like, of course, only the Heat are able to do that and continue to do that, but um, it is disappointing, though, especially like adding Victor Oladipo and the way things went down at the last part of the season. Um, but I don't know if I would pick this Bulls situation right now compared to what the Heat are going to go through over the next two years. Um, do, you, or do we sit in similar fashions?
0: Yeah. I mean, look, and I kind of talked about the fact that Bulls fans have, since the Heat got swept, been at each other's throats, rehashing the Jimmy trade, which I know you and I have done this podcast at least a few times a year since it went down. Um, and We don't like to spend too much time on it because the pass is the pass. But, of course, a lot of Jimmy stands out there when he went all the way to the finals last year saying, see, 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 damn you, John and Gar, for not building around Jimmy. If you build around Jimmy, look what can happen. I always took the long, big-picture route of, okay, is Jimmy Butler as your best player, who, by the way, if the Bulls were keeping him, is making 35% of your team's available salary cap or eating up 35%, I should say. Is a team with that as at its core, at its best player, beating a LeBron James-led Eastern Conference team anytime soon? Because the answer is no. And I know some people might say, well, hey, look, the, the Heat shoved the Lakers around a little bit in the finals last year. Dude, the bubble was weird. And it was a one-time thing, and we're all glad it happened because we were starved for sports. And those of us who are j- NBA junkies in particular were starved for NBA playoffs. And we got it, but it was something else entirely. And all of Jimmy's young teammates who played like that, Tyler Hero, chief among them, where, where were they? Horrible. While they were getting swept by Milwaukee.
1: Horrible. And like, even the role players didn't step up either. Like. Granted, it would help if they had Victor Oladipo, but still. And Jimmy
0: had a really solid regular season in 2021 when he was in there. Like, he had a very, very good season. Some might say he was snubbed, and only because he missed a big chunk of games. But in that series against Milwaukee, Jimmy was bad.
1: Whew. And no disrespect to Max Strus or anything, but like Spolstro was using dudes like that to win games <laughs> across this season. Uh, he, there's a handful of other guys I couldn't even name for you right now that were like playing critical roles when things when they, they had injuries, they weren't playing well. But like dudes like that were stepping up for the Heat throughout the regular season. And it just didn't work out for them when you go to play guys like Ariza and Iguodala. It's just the role players didn't work out against a Bucks team and the Bucs figured out how to, how to change things. Like they figured out how to adapt and they caught them early by f- figuring out, Hey, let's stop Giannis at the basket. Maybe they haven't game plan for that. And having drew holiday and adding the additions, the Bucks did was a, was a great thing for them. Um, but Matt, real quick, last thing, it, <laughs> and it could just be a short response. I don't care, but uh, are you willing to engage me on the AD trade talks this off season? now? compared to maybe two months ago when we talked about this at the trade deadline. Getting a little more interesting, isn't it?
0: Do you mean if the Lakers get bounced by Phoenix in the first round yes. and AD starts asking for a trade out of L.A. L.A.?
1: Or LeBron starts saying, you know what, time to kick him out of here and let's get something else going if I'm not going to win one more championship. If
0: you can't win with Anthony Davis as your teammate and you are LeBron who can you win with? <laughs> it's a good
1: question, man. It's a good, but again, like Charles Barkley called him and I don't know if this is a fit. Fa- well, maybe it is a fair nickname, but calling him street clothes. That's Anthony Davis's new nickname, according to Charles Barkley. Cause he's always in street clothes.
0: Yeah, Barkley rough. was ragging him after, uh, during inside the NBA late last night. You know, to say he's never available. He's never available. He can't play. Um I, Anthony Davis has certainly missed uh Missed a lot of games in his NBA career because of various injuries. Um, and you saw what the Lakers uh, struggled mightily to do um, in his absence last night. That game was ugly. And I'm glad that Suns Lakers was such a dud while an amazing double overtime gem was happening. Um, because damn the NBA for putting you know two of these late night games on simultaneously.
1: That's, well, I'll re-engage this after the Lakers get bounced out and people start throwing ridiculous oh, rumors out there left and right.
0: The uh, NBA is fixing game six and fixing game seven. LeBron and AD <laughs> will go to the second round. If, if it doesn't happen, if they actually lose and Phoenix wins this series against LA and LA's done after one round, I will be shocked. Shocked.
1: Well, I... I guarantee we're going to get questions this offseason of, uh, oh, well, could there potentially be a Zach AD trade going on? And I don't know. We'll see. Way too early to tell. And like you said, it's so dumb that if LeBron is trying to win championships still, even if getting bounced out of the first round makes him aggravated. He just won the championship in the bubble last year. Um, But hit us up with your questions. 331-979-1369. Drop your text, your voicemails, anything you got for us. We'll continue to take your voicemails and text messages throughout the rest of the week. Thanks for everybody who's hung out with us on Locker Room. Go download the Locker Room app today. Join us once a week as we do our episodes live here and uh, take your questions. For Matt Peck, I'm Jordan Malley, Bulls Nation. Have a wonderful day. Be back tomorrow with a fresh episode. For Jordan and Matt, we are out. Deuces. Locked on Bulls, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. For more content and to stay up to date, head over to lockedonbulls.com.
0: Thanks a lot.